0: Today's economy is further exacerbating a pressing challenge every marketing and sales leader is facing, staying in lockstep with so many different and often seemingly competing priorities within your company. This can be increasingly complex depending on organizational structure too, but today's innovators guest says regardless of how your departments are set up, clear priorities across marketing and sales are a must. On today's episode, we'll discuss the strategies and tactics to help make this a reality. In addition to three key ways, her marketing team is maximizing consideration for her sales org. I'm excited to be joined by Amber Armstrong. She's an experienced technology CMO who currently leads marketing for a flagship Salesforce business, Sales Cloud. Previously, Amber led all marketing functions for live person, and she had led several AI-infused products within IBM. She's passionate about the application of art and science and marketing, and like me, is committed to cross-business alignment. Welcome, Amber.
1: Thank you so much. Great to be here with you today, Mike.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to dig in here because I know as we've as we've gotten to know each other, as we've talked over the years. Uh, you have a wealth of experience and a track record of success that the CMOs and CROs who listen in will be able to learn a ton from. And I think in that career, you've really uh, also experienced a lot of different organizational models that can give a bunch of insight into the different ways that sales and marketing alignment should play out. And so I'm, I'm very curious when you're, you know, when you're thinking about the idea of promotion, right? You've lived in worlds where you have marketing and sales aligned on similar products but also environments where you have a lot of sellers who are not dedicated to the product that you are tasked with kind of owning and driving demand in the marketplace for so without question we agree on the core here gotta have shared priorities but can you tell me like how do you feel this is why do you feel this is so important and how does this vary depending on how the Revorg is set up for marketing to partner with them.
1: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's so incredibly critical because there's this constant kind of miscommunication between sales and marketing. It's existed in every organization that I've been a part of. And the reason for that is not aligning up front Mm -hmm. and making sure that we're all on the same page of what our goals are And the responsibilities that we each have for driving those goals and those outcomes. So, when I've been in organizations that are more directly aligned to you have a set of products, you have a set of sellers that are aligned to those, I feel adamantly that taking an account based marketing approach is a really successful way, not just to drive the outcomes, but to drive the alignment with the sales teams. So, for example, when, I, when I've done this before, I've picked a set of accounts based off of data and pulling in all the best market insights, tech, tech, graphic, demographic information, shared that with our sales peer, my sales peer, and they give me feedback on it based on what they actually know from customers and engaging. And then we go to the geographies and we get their feedback on it. And part of that feedback process is also aligning on the commitment that we're going to invest our joint marketing dollars. So sales and marketing, these are our dollars together. We're going to invest in these accounts and these are the tactics we're going to execute against those. And it cuts down a lot on the one-off marketing requests that we mm-hmm. get because we've agreed it up front that these are the accounts we're really going after and this, you know, particularly in a B2B environment. And we also are much better aligned on understanding how we see progress on those accounts as you go throughout the the cycle. Now it's different in a situation where you have a really robust product set and sellers that are expected to sell kind of all of that product set. In that situation, the the marketing team really has to act in service almost like an internal sales team, right? really going out there and thinking about how do we get ahead of the opportunities that are going to come into our sellers? How do we make sure they always have the latest and greatest content? How do we help them understand where are the opportunities to introduce add-on products or to progress customers through the funnel for various different solutions?
0: Yeah. I, there's a couple of things you said there that just jump out at me that I love, right? One, the accountability. I, I think you're demystifying the black box, right? And I, I feel like I can say this because I've I've been a marketer where I was, uh, you know, I, I was that person that unfortunately didn't explain enough about the what we are going to do to get to the outcome. Uh, and now being on the RevWorks side, I've been a part of like the asking the why, like, hey, why are we doing this? And I, I love that you're you're driving that where you have that one-to-one relationship with sales leaders. Like, you know, we're in this together. We're in the same boat working on these accounts and I'm going to go about it in this way and you're going to go about it in this way. Love that. The other part, like, because the challenge in the other model that you were just talking about, so if you don't have that one-to-one, like, how do you get their time? How do you get their mind share? How do you get them to prioritize the stuff that you're, bringing it across to them. I've always struggled with that. You know, as G2 as we expanded the the product portfolio, it was a struggle, right? Cuz you, you can't always be an expert in everything. And so I think your your point is well said of like marketing being the one that really focuses on enablement, on having the right content, on making sure that people have the confidence to engage with the opportunities and consideration you're bringing in their way makes a ton of sense.
1: And always with the lens of how are you making it easier for the sellers? Mm-hmm. Right? How are you reducing friction between them and the customers, right? That's the role of marketing, both on early stage before it ever even gets to the sales team and after the sales team is already engaged with the opportunity.
0: Yeah. And you know that actually plays so well in the prior conversations we've had with some folks on on the show about just ways that sales organizations are trying to increase their efficiency, and you know AI, which we'll will inevitably get to shortly. Uh, but that was you know one of the key things is that you know a lot of folks are using AI to just refocus the sales team, get them out of the manual tasks and back into the business of people doing people things like engaging with real customers, which obviously I'm a, a big fan of. Um, so I love that that's where your mindset is, and you're trying to empower that same type of Simplicity of like, don't worry about it. We've got you. Just when the opportunities come up, we're going to feed you the right content, the right information, and you go have the conversation. Absolutely. So from there, I'd love to dig in a bit on the how, because you know what you're, you know what you're sharing is that you don't like the black box approach. You don't want to just go off and execute and come back later uh, and say like, we did great. What are you guys doing over in sales? So there's a good way of creating alignment on the KPIs that you're advocating for. And, you know, the big disconnect that I'm very familiar with is like you go and you build a campaign, you execute. That's not the way to do it. So can you share what are the key programs that that you're leading and how do you bring sales along with those campaigns?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So there are three things that I would say are really, really, really critical to how we're executing across sales and marketing. And one is, it's actually really, really relevant for your audience. We have a program called Sales Blazers Hmm. that is a thought leadership program. And Sales Blazers, it's very content forward, help content templates, how to do this, how to do that. And it's a really important part of our strategy because we're trying to really give back to our sales, to, to our community, right? You know, at Salesforce... Our community is made up of people who are Salesforce admins, who are RevOps, sales ops, they are sellers, they're sales leaders, right? And so we're looking at how do I build content that is helpful to all of those various roles and provide it as a gift to those those audiences. The second benefit that it has for the sellers and why it's really important for our sales team, is in doing that, I'm capturing organic traffic, which is kind of the second program, I would mm. call it. I care a lot about getting the right audiences to our pages because I can engage them and build an ear cover before a seller can ever get engaged, before a seller even knows that they're engaged and that they're interested in their researching. I can know that because of our organic insights. I can know that we do a lot of work with G2. I can see what's happening inside of G2. There's a lot of things that are good indications from the web traffic as to where our sellers need to head, right? As they say, you don't skate where the puck is, you skate where the puck's going. So if I do a great job on organic, I give them opportunities that are further down the path and that already have a positive sentiment towards us. The other thing I would say that we're really focused in on is on the AI side. And we're a little bit biased. Salesforce obviously plays a big role in AI, but we have capabilities that are an incredible partnership between sales and marketing. For example, we have our, our conversational insights capabilities. I can go in and listen to all of the conversations that our sellers are having and be able to understand what's the sentiment I get from our competitors, right? What do they think of our various competitors? What are customers saying to them about those various things? Likewise, the seller gets this benefit because as they're using this tool, they're able to summarize the call, take all the action mm-hmm. automatically, all using generative AI And it's incredibly powerful in helping sales and marketing to come together because we have the ability to understand the clients and our prospects and customers in the same way and to decide, you know, how can I better support these sellers when they're hearing these objections? How can I give them the content that is Mm -hmm. going to help them best address those challenges? And we couldn't do that. There's no way I could have a set of marketers sitting on all of these various calls. Right. But with AI, we're able to just apply incredible learnings that are really helpful for our sales team.
0: Yeah. The, you know, the, there's a couple of thoughts that, that jump to me as you're talking through that, you know, and this really goes to the, the core of the second part of my question, which is like, how do you get sales to come along on this ride? How do you get them to understand, uh, again with my Revorg hat on, I'm you know, we can be myopic. Like we've got to stay super focused to what's going on directly in front of us. And and what you just painted the picture of is amazing goodness of like we're gonna help broadly build a community of all the folks that matter. And we're gonna cultivate those relationships. And as a salesperson, I'm like, eh, sounds like brandy, like that's fine, but like I got to do stuff right now. I gotta get value right now. So, uh, you know, to the idea of how do you bring sales along on this, how have you positioned your community, your organic traffic focus as like, this is the value for you. Here's how you should be taking action as we find all of this amazing opportunity to engage with people that are starting to show consideration for us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's all about finding the things they can't see, right? Mm -hmm. So it's all about... You Yes, you keep focused on those clients sitting right in front of you right now. I'm going to get your next clients, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not looking often, and I, I look at the pipeline in two different ways. From a generation perspective, I'm thinking two quarter one or two quarters out at a minimum, right? Those are the opportunities that I'm trying to get to our sellers for the future. They don't need to care about them right now. They just need to know that they're going to come in and they're going to be well-informed of our capabilities. And then I'm focused on inside of the quarter, you know, fourth quarter is an important quarter for Salesforce as it is for most technology companies, uh, very focused on, okay, how do I help them close the deals that they have? How do I help them to progress those? How do I make sure they have all the content that they need in that particular moment in time? So we don't try to get the sellers to be interested in things that aren't the thing they need to be in front of right then. We are very focused on, we help you in future quarters in this way, and we help you in current quarter in exactly this way.
0: Yeah, And I think you've, you've likened organic traffic to one of those like shorter term, right? It, it can be a blend, but you've definitely talked about it. And I think the, the operative word that keeps sticking with me that you always say is like, we're going to intercept, right? Mm-hmm. We're doing so much on organic traffic to intercept the people that are in market and make Absolutely. sure that your team is aware of them and give them context. Could you elaborate a little bit on, you know, what you do from an organic perspective and, you know, how you're connecting that to sales actions that could lead to a, you know, pipeline creation and deal in quarter?
1: Sure. So, on the Sales Blazer initiative that we talked about earlier, we're really focused there on making sure we are focused on the right keywords. So, I have hmm. An understanding of the keywords that my competitors are ranking on. And I am presently building content that will address those keywords in a way that's really helpful to the audience, but that also gives us an opportunity to position how we support those challenges. And so it's a lot of science and a little bit of art in that we are scientifically looking at all of the keywords. And then from the art perspective, we're telling the right story, We are positioning in a way that's helpful. And then, oh, by the way, here's what we do in this particular area. Um, That's part of our sales blazer initiative. It's also a really important part of how we're thinking about from an organic perspective. So we're rewriting our websites to be much more detailed, much more focused on exactly what we do. And so that's Mm -hmm. something we're, we're working on at Salesforce right now. Um, But then we're also thinking about what about the website that's not our website, right? And so I think G2 is a great example of that. And I like to say it's kind of our our second website and that I need people go there when they're researching accounts. And so I need that content to be up to date. And so we treat the recency of third party sites like G2 with the exact same rigor that we treat our
0: own proprietary website. Love that. So you're you're ultimately trying to really maximize the consideration, right? Like I, I think Salesforce. I really can't think of a company that does community as well as y'all do. And you know, just the focus on the disciplines and the specific types of teams, so that you know the the sales blazers that is you know kind of your baby, and then the broader trailblazers program that garners a hundred thousand people to fly in for an event every year. It's like, it's insane. And it's just proof that uh, everybody should be thinking about how to do community better. Cause I have to assume this is preventing them from talking to your competitors.
1: Yeah. They speak as a thought leader. You know, and there's both our sales blazer and our trailblazer community are built up to help our customers have great careers, Mm. right? So there are about 9 million jobs in the Salesforce ecosystem across all the various uh, roles that interface with Salesforce. That's incredibly huge. And so it's our role and our responsibility to help them be successful in their careers. We've done that on the technical side, right, with awesome admin and a lot of the great kind of things we have through Trailhead. And what we're doing now is for the sales community, we're not trying to say, hey, seller, here are the best ways to use sales cloud, right? That, that There's lots of information on that. That's not my role. My, my role is to say, hey, sales leader, here's how to solve your pipeline gap issues. Hey, sales leader, mm. here's how to really get your teams motivated and onboarded more quickly. And so I'm talking to them more about the sales process. And I think Salesforce has a really unique position in that we have a lot of trust between our business and our customers. And we're able to support them in, in that way by with the thought leadership.
0: Yeah. The goodwill, it just, it jumps out at you, right? Like this is, this isn't just selling motions. Yes, you can get a Salesforce rep on the phone and they're going to talk to you in detail and they're going to have, you know, the selling head on. But I, I do very much respect how much you and others within Salesforce marketing really do focus on what's the educational aspect of this. Um, and the fact that you're thinking about their careers and how to help them be successful, I, you know, it's a winning recipe that I, I wish more would emulate. Any quick notes on Gen AI and how you're utilizing that even more before yeah. we go deeper on what other tech you're recommending people be using?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, from it, it's really fun at, at Salesforce because I can see into our organization and yeah, our sales cloud instance, and i can see gen ai in use every day by our sellers right so obviously you can do the things that have all come alive this year and we kind of take for granted at this point so generating emails with crm context very easy to do really high quality the the summaries that I mentioned. So you can, you yep. and I, if you, we were in our tool, we would have, you know, kind of a summary available of this call afterwards, we would be able to say, what are the actions we've agreed to do and have those come through automatically in a way that's always updating the CRM. Like I know sellers and I've never met a seller that's like, I'm really excited to update the yep. CRM. So with our AI capabilities, we built a lot of capabilities that just makes it happen in the background. And one of the things, you, know, you, you asked about generative AI, but I think there's a worthwhile conversation to have on the difference between what, what is the types of AI, right? Yep. So the way that we think about it is there's predictive AI and generative AI. On the predictive side, it's looking at the history And making an assumption and giving you a recommendation for what may happen in the future so that you can make the right adjustments. You can make faster decisions, that sort of thing. On the generative side, it's taking your CRM context and creating something new, right? It's creating that email, it's creating that summary so that you go into your next sales call really well prepared, right? We have, we announced, and you and I talked a little bit about Slack Sales Elevate, right? There's some incredible capabilities to be able to pull CRM context into different documents and have that be really useful mm-hmm. for sellers to help speed up the parts of the sales process that sellers don't always feel super excited about and they don't always feel that it's very additive. So we're doing a lot to make sure that we are uh, making lives, the lives of sales leaders, sales ops, and actual sellers much, much easier we talked about at Dreamforce, um, you know, one of the things that we see coming down the road is more this autonomous selling and thinking about how can you have virtual BDrs or SDrs and and yeah. what are the possibilities around that. And we're just starting to understand that stuff. It's, it's exciting.
0: Yeah, yeah. There, we've had a couple of guests prior that have have shared a couple of thoughts on on what they see coming on that regard. I think it's it's worthwhile for everybody. Obviously, AI is the buzzword will be the buzzword for the next decade. Um, you know, do a lot of research, be a student on it. It's something I'm I'm spending a lot of my time trying to learn about. And I love the way you characterize it of just AI is a broad topic, just like cloud was a broad topic and virtualization as the one before that, that you heard and nobody really knew exactly what did that mean, All right? So I, I love the idea of the generative versus more of the predictive side of it. And there's certainly going to be a lot more subspecies that start evolving within there. Um, Any tactical advice from a technology perspective, any kind of specific things that that y'all are doing within the marketing organization or tools, whether it's Salesforce or other, uh, other tools that are just helping you execute really well, helping you track results, helping you stay aligned to the sales organization you would advise others to be looking into using.
1: Yeah, I mean, my answer is biased, admittedly. I mean, we have a huge program on Salesforce on Salesforce. Like we're our best customers. Like we really deploy everything that we sell externally, internally. So that helps us in a few ways, right? We have across all of our marketing engine is using the marketing cloud capabilities. Obviously we're using sales cloud on the sales cloud side of things on the sales side. Uh, And the really great thing is that we have a lot less kind of what we call swivel cheering, right? Because we're not having our sellers switch between, and our marketers switch between various products, right? It's all inside of Salesforce. And so they're able to act with a lot more speed. But the thing I'm really excited about is the data connectivity. And Hmm. so, you know, when you have siloed solutions, you introduce several risks, right? One is that you will have inconsistent siloed data. You also, especially when it comes to generative AI, you are risking opening yourselves up to multiple LLMs. And as you open up to multiple LLMs, all those LLMs operate in different ways. And you, you know, at at Salesforce, we use something called the Einstein trust layer that really manages how data gets shared into an LLM that data is automatically forgotten. So we have a zero retention policy. So if you create an email, as an example, Mm -hmm. in Salesforce, um, it will pull in the CRM context. It will mask that context, send it to LLM, send it back into Salesforce, but then it forgets that you ever even made the request, right? And so that's something that you can do when you have one platform, That you're working with right rather than various platforms with various kind of risk approaches and disconnected data
0: nice love that so amber you've shared a lot of really helpful insights and advice from you know aligning with the sales org to strategies that are successfully helping you build consideration and and grow the business all the way to how you're using you know best in class salesforce technologies yourself Before we go, any final words of wisdom or advice for folks listening in?
1: You know, I think it goes back to like that clarity of communication around Mm -hmm. priorities and just making sure that you're always in partnership with the sales and the marketing organization both and that you're really communicating and always learning. At IBM, we worked in a very agile fashion and, um, and meaning using the actual agile processes. There's a ton that is just incredibly helpful for, you know, when sellers and marketers are communicating on a very frequent basis and taking a real, you know, look ahead and look back and do a quick retrospective. So I think it's all about the communication around those priorities where we started the conversation.
0: Yeah, Amber, thank you so much for joining us today. Very much appreciate all of your insights. We uh, hope everybody took away as much as I did. Have a fantastic rest of the day.